Moments lead to revelations, but transformation takes momentum. I'm going to think differently about the same thing. It starts with a conviction, then it turns to like courage, and then community. Those three things create uh, change. Well, hello, Mosaic. Okay, okay, we're here. You guys are here. Excited. All right. We got two chairs here. Who wants to grab those? No? Sit here. No? Hey, let's just say hello, by the way, uh, to the, our online community. Can we do that? Can we... What's up, peoples? And then we got people upstairs. Make some noise if you're upstairs. Okay. Okay. I'm proud of you because you guys are like, hey, leave me alone. No one knows I'm here. But now we do. Now we do. Hey, it's going to be a great morning because I love talking about the subject I want to talk about. And, and if you don't know the title of the message today, here it is. What is it? Be a mosaic maker, right? You're like, oh, I don't know what that is. I'm just, you know, a guest here. I'm glad you're here because we're going to be talking about what that means, what that looks like. But first of all, uh, this week, though, I got a chance to do something that I've never been able to do. And I feel, I feel like it's one of those highlights of my life. I was in... Um, Denver, no, actually, it was Colorado Springs. Yes, hello, okay, Colorado in the house. Yes, awesome, um, awesome uh, place, though. But um, it was with an organization called One Child, and One Child sponsors kids uh, all over the world, but they uh, developed a revolutionary app called Bridgely, which allows people, uh, which will allow people to uh, sponsor kids uh, anywhere in the world. So anywhere in the world, you'll be able to sponsor any kid in the world, which is groundbreaking. So they're actually starting uh, to do work in Pakistan. And so they wanted to sponsor kids in Pakistan. They asked me to be uh, part of the service and uh, to be a part of their donors, uh, you know, the reveal of the app and all that. And they, they asked me if I would be the first guy to uh, sponsor the first kid in Pakistan through this app. And I was like, oh, wow, like so humbled by it. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was, it's huge. And they're like, this is a big thing. And I'm like, this is a big thing. But often it almost didn't happen. I'll tell you why. Because technology was involved. Okay, here's the problem. Okay, let me ask you this. How many guys, how many of you have figured out Zoom? We've been through COVID. We should have figured out Zoom. How many of you have gone through COVID and you still haven't figured out Zoom? Exactly. There are people I get online and I'm like, uh, they're, they're on Zoom and they're, they're like, I don't They've done so many things to your screen. I'm like, how are you doing this? I can't even get on because my password or, or something. They're like, you're not allowed in here. What's the password? I'm like, I can't do this. So here's the issue. The issue was that in this service that I told you about, they didn't want me to talk a whole lot. I'm like, listen, I do. I talk. Well, I, I can talk. They're like, no, no, no. We want you to live on live. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take your phone and we're going to airplay it to the big screens and you're going to live right there. You're going to do this. You're going to go through this app and sponsor this kid. And I'm like, not happening. It's not going to happen. <laughs> because you know it's going to be like a password required, blah, 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 something, something. And friends, it was a little bit, a little bit of an anxiety situation because I was like, oh God, oh God, you're going to put my whole phone up there? There's a lot of you know, selfies of me. And like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. But man, it was, uh, it worked out. It worked out. It was, it was complicated, uh, but it worked out. And uh, when I was in the moment, I didn't know what to feel, honestly, because I'm here I am as a Pakistani immigrant. Um, and uh, I've been on the side of like really 
living off the generosity of so many people. You know, I've had so many people help me throughout uh, being in the States. I came here after the Gulf War as a refugee, and then I got religious asylum. And if you don't know the story, it's complicated. Grew up Muslim, then came to faith. And there's, there, I mean, I didn't even, I couldn't, I mean, it was, I couldn't afford college. Uh, when Ashley met me, she, I was like so broke. I was eating bologna, which is awesome. Fried bologna, have you ever done that? At home, you cook it at home. She's like, are you eating this? I'm like, yes, it's a delicacy. Hello. Like, it's, it's serious. And she's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And so to be actually on the other side, like sponsoring this kid, uh, this little girl that we picked, her name is Dua. And Dua in Urdu actually means prayer. And I thought, man, she, man, the, uh, that I, to think that I could be an answer uh, to, uh, to her prayers, you know? I don't know if you know this, but sometimes uh, we find ourselves in places where, in fact, you and I are the answer uh, to someone else's prayer. And we might think, oh, no, no, God is the answer. God is, but of course he is. But he puts us in people's places. And so I just want to remind you today, so being a mosaic maker is really about this uh, confidence that you and I can live in knowing that God wants to use you and me uh, to be the answer to uh, someone's prayer. And people's prayers are, are just super complicated. Today, what I wanna do is I wanna talk through this idea of why we do what we do here. Why are we called mosaic? Well, if you don't know, mosaic is the burst out of uh, this conviction that God wants a diverse community uh, to gather together and worship together, to live together. And that's why, you know, 17 years ago, Ashley and I moved here from Charleston uh, and started this diverse community. And we, um, we see it. We see that uh, we needed to do this because, because, and you know, if you grew up in church, you, you really know this. If, you, if you're sort of looking on the, uh, look, you're on the outside looking into church, you know this as well, that there's something, uh, not wrong, but there's, there's so many things that need to be fixed in church in a sense like where people who talk about unity and talk about God and, and being one are not one. They, they actually um, separate themselves and some people say that Sunday mornings are like the 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 most uh, segregated part of the week people who laugh together play together uh, work together um, don't worship together and so we thought man we got to change this and that's why uh, mosaic uh, if you don't know our why we exist we exist to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus because we believe we believe these statements up on the wall back behind me are true. We are a diverse, broken people creating something beautiful. And a mosaic, an actual mosaic, is only beautiful when there are broken pieces that come together. Not perfect pieces, no, just the broken pieces, uh, and they come together. And we believe that. We believe that if we do that and allow God's light to shine through us, and you've seen a mosaic glass, right? When sunlight comes through, it lights up. It lights up the, the, the world that's in. And so we believe that. And so all these statements, you know, the idea of like, hey, hey, what does that even look like? Well, it looks like you and me, diverse group of people, do th doing three things, learning and growing and becoming more and more of these three things. What are those three things? One is living by faith. We want to be a people that live by faith. We want to be known by love, and we want to be a voice of hope. So if you're new, if you're watching, you're like, I don't know what this church is about. That's it. That's what, what we see is reclaiming the message, a movement of, of Jesus. 
Uh, that's what, what that's what we're doing. And what we're doing, the work we're doing is about those three things. So what does that conversation have to do with a Sunday morning? Well, well, well the thing is that, that creating something like that, creating a mosaic takes makers. Creating a mosaic takes what? Makers. It takes makers. And today, I want to ask you to be a mosaic maker. Now, now if you um, came here and you walked in, you probably saw these on your seats. Yeah, you did. Make some noise if you did. Yes, 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 yes. If you are watching online, you did not find one of these. Check your mailbox. We sent you one. We're joking. We're not, we did not. We did not. But if you saw these, okay, so if you saw this, it was on your seat. It's not for you. Just give it to the person next to you. Just do that, all right? Okay, uh, hopefully everybody should still have one, okay? But I'll talk about those. I, I will get there. I will get there because it's important for us to know, for you and me to know that it takes a lot for us to create a church like this. And this church is built by people who are makers and not just like partakers, you know what I'm saying? They're actually makers. But let me jump in and talk about a story in the scriptures that I think is, uh, is fundamental to this. And in fact, this story doesn't just tell us, hey, I should volunteer in church, okay? If, because some of you guys are smart. You're like, okay, this is a volunteer message, and I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Listen, listen, calm down. Yes, it is. But anyways, anyways, I'm going to make it super spiritual, okay? So, okay. But no, seriously, what it is is it, it, it does unlock something that you and I were created to do, that you and I were created to not just pray for a blessing, but in fact, be a blessing. And so for me, I had that moment this week uh, on stage going, oh my gosh, I used to be that guy that prayed, prayed for stuff. I just prayed for things to work out, prayed for a blessing. And now I'm actually being a blessing to someone else. And those two are very distinct feeling. The feeling for, of having your needs met versus meeting what? someone's need. And it, man, that, my friends, that, that makes you come alive like nothing else does, regardless of how young you are or old you are. You're like, man, meeting someone's need, even as a teenager, going, man, I, I, I helped my friend out. I mean, that's a huge, huge thing. So let's jump in, okay? We're going to be in Luke chapter 5. Uh, can you say it with me? Luke chapter what? Five, chapter 5, okay? We'll jump into a story that's pretty, pretty interesting, okay? It starts off, it says, One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of the religious law, right, were sitting, um, sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea, as well as from, what's that word? From Jerusalem. So basically everybody is showing up. And then it says here that the Lord, this is an interesting uh, um, kind of a thought. He says, and the Lord's healing power was, was strongly with Jesus. He was like, basically, uh, you know, Luke is saying, Jesus was on fire, people. Like, it was happening. He was like, yeah, bam, 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 it's happening. It's quick. It's quick. Okay, all right. But then it says that some men carrying a paralyzed man um, on a sleeping, what? What is that? Mat. Some men came carrying this guy. Okay, he says they tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. Okay, so imagine it's slammed. It's slammed. Okay, Jesus teaching. Just picture your scene. I, I don't know how you would picture it, but picture it in your own mind. You know, picture it however you want to. Um, you know, whatever movies you like, you you picture them. Picture that. Okay, whoever the Jesus. There's so many. 
uh, uh, images of Jesus, right? In terms of like Hollywood, your favorite Jesus, pick that guy, okay? Your, your favorite Jesus, by the way, he's not white. Anyway, so, okay, <laughs> just saying, just saying. I'm just saying, if he's blonde, <laughs> I mean, it's not, he looks like me, okay? Doesn't, good thing he doesn't act like me, but he looks like me. Okay, okay, anyways, let's keep going. Okay, so it's, it's crowded, we know it's crowded. So, it says here, just so, like Luke just says this, he's like, so they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. <laughs> then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Let's just stop right here, okay? Could you imagine doing this? Could you imagine being in this environment, okay? Could you be, like, I want to know who of the guys go, goes, hey, guys, I got an idea. Trust me on this. I got an idea. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go up the roof, and, and we're going to rip the roof open. First of all, how, like, these were his boys. Or he was like, hey, I don't want this. Like, I don't, I'm not quite sure. Because, okay, if you've been paralyzed, okay, well, uh, like, how has your relationship with height changed? Just saying. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, how many of you are, like, afraid of heights? Anybody? Come on, admit it. No, no, no. Okay. Okay, you know what? Some of you guys are like, ah, uh, no, I'm not. Really, though? I'm talking about like 10 feet, 15 feet up in the air. How many of you are scared of heights? Yes, okay, okay, okay. If you've been paralyzed, you or your relationship with height, you've been low to the ground for a while. I'm just saying. All of a sudden, they're like, hey, let's take him up on the roof. How many times do you think the paralyzed guy was like, hey, hey, so I'm good. I'm good. I mean, you know what? You know, have you ever had friends like try too hard? You're like, hey, hey, I'm good. No, no. You're like, no, no, you do this. Have you had like a, just a well-intentioned, uh, you know, mom, grandmother, whatever. It's like, eat this. I'm like, I, I don't want it. Eat it. Have this. Do this. So this guy, I'm just going to say, this guy was not feeling good. I'm just going to assume that he was not like, this is, he was like, if it was up to me, I would not do this. But they took him up on the roof, and then they are starting to break the, 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 the roof, okay? So if you're Jesus, okay? Now, if you're in the crowd, I mean, there's, a, there's something happening. Number one, uh, as, a, as a speaker, as a person who's trying to teach, you need people to what? Focus. All of a sudden, you're like, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Now, how long do you think it took for that to happen? And also, how many things fell from the ceiling as Jesus is talking? He's like, that's so, so, so. Okay, so, yeah, okay, so, at one point, Jesus was like, Peter, could you go check on this? What's happening? Like, who's doing this? He's like, you know, did anybody think, oh, it's God's spirit coming down? No, no one thought that. Who, like, someone didn't get to them. Like, all this is pretty, is amusing, but it's like, if it's, if it's, it's true, it happened, and Jesus let it happen. See, a rabbi always who used um, uh, things to teach. Like the rabbi was always teaching. In fact, rabbis back in the day as Jewish uh, philosophers and, and, uh, and scholars have said is that there were different rabbis who used to do miracles. But every time a rabbi would do a miracle, there would be a lesson in it. See, that's why Jesus didn't sit around and heal all of humanity just sitting in one place, everybody come and heal everybody. There's sometimes he would not heal. Because there was supposed to be a lesson in all the healing. That's why some people did not get healing. Some people did. 
Now, we don't know exactly why God would do that, but in this case, there is something that Jesus wants to communicate. So they lower him down on the mat, and man, and then it says here, in front of Jesus, says, seeing, seeing, help me out, seeing whose faith? Seeing what? Their faith. Who's there? Who's there? His friends. Not him. He's the guy holding on. Like, oh God, oh God. He's, he's like, he's holding on to dear life. He's like, dude, I'm already paralyzed. Okay, so he, seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, you're what? Your sins are forgiven. Wouldn't you think, though, if you're the guy, you come down, you, you go through that trauma of coming down, what you want to hear is, young man, you are healed. No. He's like, and then I'm sure the guy was like, hey, no, not, thank you. But I could have got forgiveness, you know, Tuesday. But like today, though, I just really need to get healed. And so what's happening here is, number one, this story is about their faith, their faith, their faith. There are people in your life um, that you rely on. There, you rely on. There are people who come at Mosaic and, uh, and, and, and they sit on a chair like this. Um, and maybe you're one of those people today. And you honestly don't have the faith that you need today. Like you're sitting in this chair and you're sitting in that chair and you're watching this and you don't have the faith to see God move in your life the way you have. You, in fact, have tried to reach God in a sense, and you found it very cr clouded and very crowded with people's, people's opinions. Uh, There's a crowd of just all kinds of thoughts about who Jesus is. And honestly, you're just like, I don't, I'm not quite sure. Some of us are like, you sitting in this seat here, and you're, you, you, you don't have faith to believe that things will turn around. You, you just don't. You don't. And on Sunday mornings, there are chairs here filled with people who we have no idea what they're going through. And right now, I know some of you guys, but I don't know exactly what you're going through. And I'm not quite sure if I can rate your faith. I don't know. I don't know if you have, um, you feel good today. I don't know how much hope you have today. I don't know. I don't know how much joy you have today. I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure if you're like, okay, I, I, this, I don't know your needs. I just don't. But I do know that I, even though I can't be or have your faith or give you your faith, I can have my faith and I can use my faith to bless you. I can use my faith and my effort to bless you. See, Jesus commended their faith because it, their faith was connected to effort. Like it was risky and it was hard. See, for some of us, you are in relationships with people in your life. Maybe it's even your roommate or person you used to know or people, someone you, you work with. Maybe they're people, they're, maybe it's a person like that you run into like almost every day in the week. You don't really know them, but because they're just, I don't know, it's a similar path. You, they, 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 they leave the same time you leave from your house or your apartment. They're the same, I don't know, there's intersections of the day and you meet them. You just meet them and you don't even know who they are. I just want to let you know that maybe, just maybe, God wants to use you uh, because their faith is weak. And if you would be the there in their life, if you be one of those people, the man would change the game for them. 
See, I, I don't know about you, but after COVID, there are so many people who, who lost so many relationships. And they lost so much faith in people. And they lost so much faith in the church. They lost so much faith. And that's why uh, after COVID, church attendance is super down everywhere. Because the truth is, is that people lost faith in God's people before they lost faith in God. Because God's people started not using their faith to bless and hope, but to criticize and shame. And so it just changed everything. See, other people's faith, the churches, the global church's faith, it stands. What it does and does not do matters so much. And Jesus, looking at their faith, commended their faith. And they go, wow, wow. I, this is the kind of people we need. This is the kind of church that we need to be. That would figure out a way to get people to God. And if that means that you're going to rip up a roof and lower this person down, if that means you're going to figure out a way to get this person to and in the presence of God, man, I'll do it. See, I think for some of us, you're like, man, I'm not that person. You are. See, I know a lot of you here in this service volunteer. You serve. Let me tell you what you're doing. I don't know if you've ever realize this you are making a way for people because what you're doing is you're setting up this seat for people you're coming in and making sure that whoever sits here can sit and have a presence and a connection with God that's what that's what you're doing that's what's happening right here and these chairs are prayed for every uh, Sunday like you have a you're sitting on someone's prayer you're sitting on it you're like oh I just it's a chair Every chair is prayed for. Like, find a chair that's not. It's just prayed for. But you, you've got these little, little, now this is number one. This is the cutest thing in, in the world. Okay. I was going to attempt to sit on this thing, but I'm not going to do it. Okay. Um, little, 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 little butts. Can I say little butts sit on these? Can I say that? They do. They sit on these. Okay. And these, these are prepared for people who work in our kids' programs. They work and they provide a place where where a child can come and learn what it means to know God. It's a big stinking deal. So their faith, their faith. Can you be the their faith in someone else's life? Now let's keep on going because this story is about their faith, but it's also about something else. It goes on. It says, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the religious law said to themselves, who does he think he what? He is. That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew what they were thinking. You know, that's the problem with Jesus. Don't think in front of Jesus. <laughs> See what I'm saying? He's like, really? It's like, oh, stop listening in. Okay. It says, it is eat. And then he says this. He says, why do you, uh, why do you question this in your hearts? And I'm sure like, oh, I didn't say anything. You didn't say anything. He goes, uh, is, it, uh, is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to what? Forgive sins. Now, let me, before I go any, um, before I go past this, he says, I'll prove to you that the Son of what? Man. That phrase, the Son of Man, he could have said Son of God. But if you notice the stories of the Scriptures, that he uses son of man a lot. 
Now, there's been debate about why he calls him that because it's like, oh, I'm just like you. Like he's talking about the fact that he is also human kind of man. But if you dig a little deeper, the, the actual word when he, Jesus would say it out loud was bin Adam. So when he would say for the, for the bin Adam is able, is able to forgive sin. Bin Adam. When they heard that, it literally means son of Adam. Bin Adam is the Jewish word that he was using here. Son of Adam. Now, if you dig a little bit deeper in here, there were, Adam had two sons. One was unjustly, unjustly what? Murdered and killed. Murdered and killed. So when he says Ben Adam, he's talking about Abel who was killed who his brother Cain, when pretended nothing was, everything was good, God said, hey, where's your brother? And he said, am I my brother's keeper? And then he said, he said, your brother's sin or your brother's blood is crying out from the ground. Now, I just want you to know this. If you are a serious Jewish, the Pharisees were there, right? Remember the Pharisees, all the teachers of the law were there. When he said that, there was a mental image for some of them to go, oh my gosh, what he's doing. What he just said is that God is the one who's going to make it so right with humanity that even though humanity kills him, that he will go down, low, he's been lowered down to Abel's grave in a sense, and then Abel says, I forgive you, even though you killed me. So this is so deeper than what's happening here. That's why the Pharisees are like, what are you saying? Because he's basically saying, I am able that humanity is going to kill. And if Cain never got that forgiveness, I will forgive. And I can see it. They're like, oh my gosh. So if you went down to the grave as they were luring this man, what you will go down to the depths of your soul and when you get to the point of like, God, I don't know what's going on in my life. If you get down to the depth, God wants you to hear one thing. And that is, I, what? Forgive you. You see, it's about their faith. The story is about their faith. But it's also about God's forgiveness. It's about the power of God's forgiveness. And that's why these chairs matter. You know why? Because it doesn't matter who you are and how old you are. You will need what? Forgiveness at some point. You will need that desperately in your life. You might think, ah, oh, I don't need it anymore. I don't need it. You will. And you need to hear God say, I forgive you. You see, when we make room for people, when we stand outside and, and greet people and we, we clear the way for them, when we, we, we set up and host people, when we, when we do all the things that, yes, this brochure talks about, when we serve on a team, when we do all these things, we are using our faith to open up doors for people so they can come in and then receive this one thing, this new, this, this new identity, this, 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 something they've never heard before, and that is, I forgive you. You are forgiven, and you're not awful. You're not horrible. And you don't need to live in shame, and you don't need to live in guilt, and you don't need to live in all kinds of torment. You don't need 
that. And so that's why Jesus uses this phrase. And then he basically says, hey, pick up your mat and go home. And it says, immediately they watched the man, jumped up, picked up his mat, and went home praising God. Friends, I just want you to know that, that uh, when I ask you, which I want to right now, and that is, I want you to consider being on the team. I want you to help us change someone's life. I want you to know that there are people in the city that are moving in every week. There, there are hundreds of them moving into the city, if not more. And there are some of them who their faith is not enough to get through the crowd and get to Jesus. And we get an opportunity to help do that. You're like, are you serious, man? Yes, I'm serious. I'm serious because, because I know, I know that you are going to be the answer to someone's prayer. And I want to make sure that you live your life and experiencing that not just once, but many times over. Expressing, uh, the, uh, knowing that, that you, God has used you to impact someone's life, to give them healing, to give them forgiveness, to give them this connection to God. So would you help me change someone's life here? Would you help me um, create this mosaic? Would you consider being a mosaic maker? What, what does that look like? Right now, today, what it looks like is basically you filling this out and saying, looking through this pamphlet and going, you know what, I want to serve here and here. And honestly, practically what it is, and it's, and it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's one hour a week. I mean, uh, once a month. For some people, it's twice a month, but that's it. That's, that's all it is. It's a, it's a, it's a good system that we, not everybody's serving all the time. But right now, I asked the team, I was like, okay, how many people do we need? Because we just did two services. Though We opened up more chairs, more of these chairs. How many do we need? And they're like, 68. I was like, 68? Great. How about 70? Just lose 70. Okay, let's just go 70. I'm like, come on. Don't get technical here. Okay, let's, okay, 70 new volunteers. Can we do it? Yes. Can you? Yes. You're new. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're like, I'm not even sure what I believe. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And you're like, uh, I don't know. You don't know my background. Well, okay. Well, that matters. Okay. Well, that matters. Especially when you deal with these chairs right here, we will background check you. Okay. So don't even, don't even bother, you know, signing up for something like that. But it's just, it's just what it is. But when it comes to other positions here, we would love for you to be on the team. If you're watching and you're like, you know what, I just watch, I'm watching today. Man, love for you to just, in the chat, just let people know. The host team, the host team is a volunteer team. And we've got the best hosts. Uh, They're a volunteer team. Friends, you find um, so much joy in serving together. So I want to encourage you. Would you do that? So here's what I want to do. I want to pray for us. I want to give you some time. I want you to fill this out. I want you to fill this out. And at the end of the service, uh, when you leave, they'll collect them, okay? So if you fill this out, you're like, I'm not, quite, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure what position. D doesn't matter. Just put it over there, you know, uh, whatever position. But again, remember, remember, it's, 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 it's not forever. It's not forever. And, there, and this might be the season in your life that you can do this. So let's, let's jump in. Let's, 
Let's create a space where people can and come experience God and knowing that um, knowing that God um, wants to let everyone know this, um, that he forgives them, that he's for them. He wants to be with them. And that's why, I mean, John 3.16, you guys remember that? John 3.16, the most famous passage in all the world, right? You know, what's the words to say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only, what, son, that whoever believes in will in him will not perish but have what? Everlasting life. You know what John 17 is? For God did not come to the world to condemn the world but to save it. God himself had to say, you're always going to worry about are you condemned? Are you good enough? And I'm just telling you, you're good enough for me to come and die for you. So I'm coming. People don't know that. They don't experience that. So let's, let's come together, make something, make a mosaic that allows people to experience that. All right, let me pray for us, and I'll give you a minute to fill this out, all right? Lord God, thank you for who you are, what you're doing in our lives, and God, I pray for the person right now is thinking, ah, I'm not quite sure, I'm not quite sure, but there's something inside of them that's saying, you know what, I, I really, I need to do this. I need to... I need to sign up. Father, I pray that there are people here today that are on the team. They are, they've been on the team, and, and um, but their faith, um, their faith is just taking a hit. God, I pray for them. I pray right now for the person who's like, oh, man, I'm serving, I'm doing the thing. I don't know if it's making a difference. God, I pray that you remind them that it's making a difference in people's lives. God, sometimes we don't get to see the fruits of what we do. Sometimes, God, the, the kindness, the, the generosity, the, the extra work when we come in and, and do things, God, we don't really get to see exactly what's happening. But God, we know, and you've told us this, God, that if we continue to sow seeds, it will turn into a harvest. So God, I pray that God, that we would not give up or give in, and we would keep, keep doing your work. God, I pray for wisdom for people right now who are filling this out knowing God that what a amazing feeling it is not just to get a blessing but to truly be a blessing to someone else God I thank you in Jesus name